Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Not Just the Locked On Padres podcast. It is a middle-of-the-day Locked On Padres podcast. No, I'm just kidding. It's more than that. It is a Locked On Padres and Locked On Giants crossover. I am being joined by the one, the only, the illustrious man of the hour, Mr. Ben Kaspik, the host of Locked On Giants. A great lad he is. Today's episode, guys, we will be talking about Bob Melvin. Breaking news is now going to manage the San Francisco Giants because while everyone always says to me, Javi, look, it can get better. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. You don't have to be the Joker anymore. Well, Ben, it's back, ladies yes, and gentlemen. I haven't hat. even put it on fully, but it is back. And we're going to be talking <laughs> about it from the Padres' perspective. And, of course, the Giants bringing in a new manager after somewhat surprisingly uh, dismissing Gabe Kapler not too long ago. But before we get into that, guys, really quickly, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by those good folks. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 to get 200 and bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We love the good folks over at FanDuel. And if they ever have a prop bet on likelihood for me to lose my mind over the course of this offseason, uh, I recommend betting the over. Okay. I don't know if they have that yet, but look forward to it. Um, but Ben, look, before we get into it though, how are you? It's been a a quiet off season, I think, for us both, but that's also because we're not fully in the off season yet because the playoffs are still going on. Congratulations to the Rangers at the time of this recording. The AL representative will see who the National League representative is. But sir, how are you doing uh during these waning moments of October? Um, well, it's been hectic. I'm in the process of moving. And so, Mm. um, that has in fact been hectic, but underneath it all, you know, I always am locked in on the giants and, Mm -hmm. and the fact that even though like, you know, it's been quiet, the fact that they're looking for a new manager is a huge deal. So like, I know new, uh, now it's past tense that a big, huge kind of announcement was imminent in the next you know, they they said they wanted to get it done by the time the uh, that free agency started, which is five days after the World Series. And so World Series is about to start. So I, we knew it was coming soon. And then, of course, the big news that the Padres were going to allow Melvin to interview. And yep. as soon as that happened, it was just like, you know, it seemed like everybody, you, me, everybody just was like, this is very likely to actually happen where he's going to get the job. And, and then like, 24 hours later here we are yeah absolutely um it's just i mean i I almost don't know where to start uh frankly so i'm gonna start by saying first of all uh big move obviously uh bob melvin i felt the effects of what happened when the padres first hired him just two years Mm ago um and that was like a crazy big move especially at the time because melvin was still with the a's and then all of a sudden it was like it like changed especially for a padre's uh, management team, front office that hasn't hired a name like that. Some that mm-hmm. someone that doesn't have a connection to AJ Preller, uh, someone who had a lot of experience, wasn't super young, wasn't a first time manager like Jace Tingler uh, was beforehand. But then your first immediate reaction from the giant side of things, uh, bringing in Bob Melvin. And I, I guess, I guess part of this is talking about Gabe Kapler, but we'll start, we'll start with uh, first initial reaction Bob Melvin will manage the Giants in 2023. Uh, it's it's somewhat mixed, but I've like my uh, my first reaction when Gabe Kapler was fired, there was like immediate speculation about Bob Melvin around here. He 
he and I went to the same high school, uh, Menlo Atherton High School in Menlo Park. He grew up in mm. Menlo Park. So, like, he is local to the Bay Area. He mm-hmm. he went to Cal. He went to Kenyatta College, which is a community college in Redwood City, which is near here. He played for the Giants for a handful of years in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And he managed the A's across the Bay. So there's so much Bay Area connection. The one thing I, I was uh you know initially was like okay well look at the Padres season that they just had and how disappointing of a year it was and like from the outside perspective it was kind of like my initial reaction was like well if if he like I just the the images of Bob Melvin that resonated from 2023 anytime I turned on a Padres game and just saw you know the team collapsing or whatever uh, and he just didn't look happy. And I just, I, that was like the lasting kind of impression was like Bob Melvin failing to lead this superstar team to more than an 82 and 80 record. But then the more I thought about it, the more I thought that it actually made a lot of sense given what the Giants need. And it does tie into what Gabe Kapler didn't provide and what was missing and what went wrong with his tenure and so um i i have ultimately come to land on and i said this yesterday before they actually hired him i'm not just saying it now that it's done that i ultimately kind of landed on i think it's a really good move for them i just have like one area of concern maybe which is uh what the coaching staff looks like but he himself as the manager i think it brings a stability and a credibility Mm -hmm. that um it sounds like, you know, the Padres were going through two, maybe even more so when they hired him away from the A's. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Giants kind of had, like, Kapler just never, he felt kind of like an outsider. This, this is possibly just partially just my opinion, but, you know, he grew up in L.A., which is like, people around here, it's just, we don't like L.A. Like, it's fine, you go visit it every now and then, but it's just like, you know, he, he was in the Dodgers organization um, as their farm director. And so a guy who's like local, I don't know if he grew up a Giants fan or an A's fan or maybe some other team, but um, and then just such credibility yeah. uh, with with the track record. I mean, he's managed this, this will be his like 21st season as a manager and uh, commands respect from the players immediately, I think, and credibility with the fans. He's like friends with the Giants broadcasters, which I think like it's just um, there's all kinds of different angles. Like we could talk probably for way longer than we're going to about mm-hmm. all this. But I came to land on I think it's the right move. I just want to see what the coaching staff looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that my perspective as a non-Giants fan taking the Giants perspective, if that makes uh, any sense, sure. is I-, I find it kind of fascinating. Um, what's going on here because this is a team that you know uh, hasn't had necessarily the like utmost respect not respect uh, success mm-hmm. over the past few years they've definitely had some don't get me wrong and and frankly I think that they uh, did quite well uh, from the outside considering that they whiffed on their free agents uh, famously in this past offseason and this move kind of seems like we're still like committed. Like we're not just leaving a guy to hang out and do stuff. And I think that that says a lot. I think that's cool for the giants. And I think that the giants just having someone with experience, like you said, um, experience definitely matters a whole lot. And you know, Melvin, he's done a lot with less. 
And I don't mean just less players. I mean, less organization. This mm-hmm. guy was stuck with the A's for so long <laughs> and they refused to spend more than like 20 million on Trevor Rosenthal, right? Like that, that's what he was given. So while you can critique some things and we're going to talk about some critiques of Melvin, um, I think it's great hire. I, I really do. I think that there aren't really many other guys you could find out there that have even a fraction of Melvin's success or experience or respect because there's basically quite, even after this giant season, there's basically no one except for AJ Preller who we'll get into later. Uh, believe me, that's why I'm wearing my hat today. Um, basically, no one in the sport uh, from people I've heard, people I've heard behind the scenes, off the record, people that other people have told me they've heard off the whatever it is, random commentators, everything. There's like not a single person who's like, eh, about Bob Melvin. I can find people who said that about Gabe Kapler when the Giants were winning before I can find someone who says something mm-hmm. negative about Bob Melvin. Um, and I'm not just saying that, like I literally could. So I think that for the Giants, I wonder if like this shows that they're getting the show on the road. And I, I think that the swiftness with which this happened is probably a good sign if you're a fan. Um, so I'd be interested to see how it plays out and whatnot. And yeah, that's all I have to say from the non-Giants perspective as an outsider, uh, the non-Giants fan. Um, we're going to get deeper into this because, again, I don't wear my hat for no reason. Um, I always re- wear it with a purpose. Um, lately and, and you wear it often me. which is and hilarious. i wear it often which is the big big problem here we're gonna get into the padres um kind of sign of things what this says about both teams frankly um in just a second guys but before we do that gotta talk about our good folks over at jace medical here's the thing here's the thing there's a lot of craziness out there there's a lot of craziness all the time i mean we just had a pandemic i know it's like three years ago that that thing started but it still can be felt And frankly, it's just still crazy that that was three years ago. But that threw everything out of whack and showed you that you need to make sure that you are prepped and prepared with life-saving antibiotics. And Jace Case is here to help you. It is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly of bacterial infections. Um, You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. It also, like I said, offers customization. And all you have to do is just hop on a call with one of their licensed pediatricians and they'll help you out, figure out what's what is best for you. Um, it's great. And Jace is continually working to expand their medication offering. So on top of already having a lot, on top of having a custom ability, uh, they've got you with growth. It's great. You love to see that from companies. In most recent efforts, they've added plenty of different options to their case. So you can, all, you can even get gift cards, you know what I mean? Surprise someone with a, a Jace case or whatever you want to do. So go to Jace Case Medical, or I'm sorry, go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. Remember, that's promo code LOCKEDON at Jace. That's spelled J-A-S-E, medical.com. J as in Jace Tingler. A as in Alfredo Simone. S as in... Uh, 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 <laughs> Sergio Romo, Sergio Romo, and then E as in Ernest Klein, author of Ready Player One. Again, I'm really random today. Remember that JaceMedical.com locked on for a twenty dollars discount. Go check it out. Mm. And everybody, just like that, we're back here on the Locked On Padres and Locked On Giants special breaking news crossover with the news that Bob Melvin is heading to the San Francisco Giants, leaving the vacancy open 
for the San Diego Padres. Um, ben, I'm just going to go ahead for a quick second now. I think that this speaks so much volumes. And I mentioned this on my episode today or my episode yesterday, but this speaks so much volume about the Padres and their organization. And here's why it almost has nothing to do with Melvin himself. It does because this is a super experienced manager and he's had a lot of success elsewhere with a lot less, like we mentioned in the first segment and you're letting him go after two years. And one of those years, you got the closest to the world series you had been since basically 1998 um, when they were literally in the world series. Unfortunately, they had to play the Yankees, but I digress on top of all that. You have to take into account this. You let this guy go to a division rival, which doesn't happen very much. And the last time it happened for the Padres, it was a man by the name of Bruce Bochy. Thankfully, though, uh, he didn't have much success afterwards, so we can be okay about that. Thank you, Padres leadership. Um, so there's not to be any, there's there's no way this will bite them in the butt, right? Not at all, right? And none whatsoever. This when you watch sports, oftentimes the team that gets rid of great talent and experience and success. And it's the team that usually hasn't had any before that always ages well. This isn't the Cardinals getting rid of a manager where you're like, oh, I mean, maybe the Cardinals have a recent streak of success. This is it. the Dodgers. If they finally got rid of Dave Roberts, who chokes every year, whatever, like that would speak more about being, hey, maybe they know what they're doing. But this is the equivalent of the New York Jets selecting a quarterback again for the 85th year in a row in the first round, acting like it's going to change things when no one in your front office has changed or in your organization. And on top of all that, Leaving to a division rival, which, oh, yeah, definitely won't age well. Bob Melvin said Tatis, Soto, Musgrove, Darvish, a farm system that is growing by the day and, frankly, might even still be better than the Giants' current farm system. I haven't been paying attention. Uh, despite all the trades they've made and Juan Soto and Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts and an ownership willing to spend for the first time in franchise history. And he decided, you know what? I prefer... Um, I forgot the name of your catcher, Patrick Bailey, Patrick Bailey and Kyle Harrison and Mike um, Yastrzemski, Mike Yastrzemski, no offense to those players in the slightest, but that is such an <laughs> indictment that he decided yeah. to leave one of the most star studded teams in the league to go to a division rival that don't get me wrong, thinks could change this offseason. Maybe, maybe that's the plan. Maybe bringing in Melvin, we'll talk about that in a second, is a plan of things to come. But the guaranteed stuff is right there. You've got Padres players. You were in the NLCS not too long ago against a team that might be in the World Series 24 hours from now. And you let that go because you decide to trust your GM who hasn't had any season in which the team has won more than 90 games. The best season was 89 games, and that was under Bob Melvin. And no other manager that A.J. Preller has done better than that. And most of them have been first-time managers or people that he knew from the Texas Rangers organization when he was still there. Ben, I am so livid with this. Oh, well, Javi, didn't you see the series against the Giants when he managed the bullpen? Yeah, it's hard to manage a bullpen when inexplicably Luis Garcia, Luis Garcia has like the best slider in the league amongst relief pitchers and then has a 6.8 million ERA. And then your closer doesn't want to go more than three outs. Okay, it's a little bit hard to manage under those circumstances. It's not his fault that you're up by five and you're like, hey, Luis Garcia, just don't be this bad. You could be bad, but not this bad. And he's that bad every single time. That is the story of the San Diego Padres in 2023. And I just, and don't even get me started on the reports of Ryan Flaherty, who is the offensive bench coach 
or the bench, a bench coach for the Padres is the offensive coach uh, for the Padres. Wow. 2023 really showed me that he did a great job as an offensive coach being like the worst clutch team in the history of the damn sport. So I'm really thrilled that they're just hiring someone who, in my opinion, is probably just an extension of the front office. That's what Preller wants, because God forbid he can take just one more year of someone who actually tries to do their job without him roaming around like an eagle circumventing, you know, a dead rat or whatever. What do eagles eat? I don't even know, but you get my point. Like, it's just he that's what he does. He hovers around everything. He micromanages. And now you cost yourself a, a, a manager. And I, I just, it's so hilarious that just like two and a half weeks ago, this guy gave us a conference and just blasted the reports, not bl- blasted in his own polite, smug sort of way. Uh, and, and what is, I don't mean like he was yelling at the camera, but he was doing like, you know, we don't, that's why we don't pay any cre- credence to, you know, reports like that. That's not how we operate around here. And, you know, um, blah, blah, blah. and then also, you know, anonymous sources and all that. Yeah. Definitely. Based on this, there's definitely no credibility to all those reports. So, Ben, I've been ranting for a while, but I really just think that this shows you how much disarray there is in the Pirates organization that they're like, we trust our GM who's been here forever. Ben, most GMs, I mean, I'm, I know you know this, but most GMs don't get to hire their third manager. AJ Preller will now be tasked with hiring his sixth manager. That's insane. And Padres ownership is like, yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it's cr- it is kind of crazy. It's like the call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> That's kind of like, like you know, uh, maybe you're looking the the problem isn't the manager. You know, if you're if you're especially when it's Bob Melvin, right? It's like one thing if okay, Jace Tingler like loses the clubhouse or something, but mm-hmm. this is Bob Melvin. It's, uh, he never you know, loses clubhouses. No, and, and he's like one of the most well-respected and just kind of universally respected managers in the game. And he, like you said, he's got a superstar team, and he's just like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> Basically, is what it seems like. And and why? Uh, I don't know. And so I was, you know, I'm in, in some ways like I know, like I've been reading through the Padres. Um, you know, the reports on this from the Padres perspective, like Dennis Lynn, I think is his mm-hmm. name for the athletic and just yeah. trying to figure out like there's reports that of, you know, clashing between Melvin yeah. and Preller almost immediately, which I'm a little confused about because why did AJ Preller, was it not AJ Preller who sought out Melvin in the first place to come in? Yeah. Or was that, that kind of ownership as well that wanted that, uh, someone more stable and with I've heard mixed things on that. Um, just from what I've read, uh, no inside sources or anything like that. Like, cause when that happened, it really was like an, an oddball hiring for Preller because he hadn't done anything like that Mm -hmm. before. And I thought it was a great sign that he was saying, all right, you know what? Like, let's stop with the first time managers that I had a beer with or whatever. And I liked hanging out with, let's actually bring in someone who has like a crazy lot of experience and, and respect around the league. It was just so unlike what they've usually been doing, mostly to no, little success, right? Jace Tingler by wide reports, lost the locker room. You had the Tatis Machado incident famously against the Cardinals uh, that was captured on video mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So it could have been uh, ownership. But then again, considering how much of a micromanager AJ Preller is, maybe it wasn't. But it was just very surprising uh, when that hiring happens. And it was a good surprise. It was like, oh, wait, you're learning from your mistakes. You're saying, let's try something new. 
And now they're just going back to what they already were doing. And I mean, don't get me wrong. They may hire, let's say, Mike Schilt, who's with the Padres in, an, in a sort of senior advisory role. Um, he's had some success before. I would mm-hmm. question it just because, as I was alluding to earlier, like the Cardinals aren't a dumb organization. Like maybe there was a reason they let go of a guy who also won manager of the year and had like multiple winning seasons. But even still, I prefer that over the 37 year old that once played with Manny Machado. So therefore, apparently he's qualified to manage the the, the team now. I guess that's just that's just what man and GMs want. Let's just have all Aaron Boons. All right. Everyone who tells me meritocracy is real can shove it because it's not. It never has been. And this is just another example that it isn't. But I just like I mean I'm like losing it. <laughs> I'm like really losing it. And it's not it's nothing to do with a loss. It's just that like it just really feels like it validates all the things that were said about the Padres. And the Giants are like cool. Yeah, we'll take them. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, it has so many parallels. You mentioned Bruce Bochy, but it's kind of the exact same kind of deal. Where I mean, it's not the exact same kind of deal because the Preller situation wasn't happening then. But basically, you know, he had a year left on his contract too, Bochy did, and the Padres mm-hmm. allowed him to interview yeah. up here. And he came up here and look what happened. And it is very perplexing from the Padres' perspective. But if their relationship was really so bad yeah. that, you know, that, that just seems to be what, what probably mm-hmm. is the case is that they, um, but it's like, if you can't work with Bob Melvin, then maybe you're the problem is, yeah. and, and that's from the, my outside perspective as a Padres fan, I would probably be livid with this too. And just, um, yeah, I mean, the Padres have two winning seasons under Preller. And they were the two seasons in which Bob Melvin was the manager. Granted, mm-hmm. the talent level is off the charts the last two seasons. In 2020, I guess, but still. Oh, right. Two full two full two seasons. Full yeah. seasons. Yes, I apologize. They did have a great 2020. But, um, yeah, it's like, hey, if you don't want them, we'll take them. <laughs> you know, that's kind of how I feel because, like, like <sighs> I said, I've really come around that what the Giants needed and, like, I think I want to probably, if I may, like transition a little bit to talking about Kapler and like why he was fired and why you, Melvin. You uh, may do that in just one second. Yes. Yeah. In just one second I as say, I do my hyper punch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I want to talk really quickly because let me tell you, uh, things like this, they change outlooks. They change lines. They change betting live lines. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me tell you guys, with October baseball at full stretch, but make no mistake, like they'll be back for when the regular season here. I'm sure that everybody's already hitting the over on Giants wins just because of this one sign. And we're going to talk about uh, the Giants in just a second. But again, guys, of course, I'm talking about our good friends over at FanDuel. You know them. You love them. And you've got October baseball, obviously. And in terms of right now, if you join today, you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. See, this is this is what we do for the people, Ben. We just give them free, cool ads and plugs and discounts. It's just what we do here at Lockdown. We are giving to our fan base. We trust them. You know, we are an AJ Preller. We trust them. It's <laughs> a good deal. Uh, Five bucks, two hundred <laughs> in bonus bets. That is a good deal. Yeah, it absolutely is, guys. And if you just visit fanduel.com/slash Lockdown, you can create your new account and get that bonus. Um, and also. Whatever you want. It's home runs, strikeouts, walks, hits, total bases, stolen bases, doubles. Uh, next manager fired under AJ Preller. They probably have that up on there. Probably. Um, 
They probably have that up on there. So you go check it out. Fandle.com slash locked on for $200 of bonus bets. Guaranteed. Make every moment more with Fandle, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, here as I meditate or whatever. Uh, here are the Locked On Padres and Locked On Giants podcast. Uh, I've done a lot of ranting, but now we have to talk about, I think, a, a big perspective for the Giants. And it, you know, ostensibly has to do with the Padres, too, which is I don't think you make a move like this, Ben, frankly, if you're not ready to make some more. Um, especially in the case of the Giants, which is a team that, like I alluded to earlier, does not have nearly the star power as the Padres. We've got some interesting free agents available this offseason, from what I've heard. Uh, the face of the league, dare I say, is a free agent that the Giants have been linked to. I know that you're smiling already with just the possibility. Um, do you think that this is a sign that the Giants are going to have a big offseason? Well, I think that they probably feel like they need to have a big offseason regardless. And I think that mm -hmm. Melvin probably, I think they think that it, that Mel, having Melvin puts them perhaps in one of the best positions they could be in to recruit. Like that was one of mm -hmm. the things when Kapler was fired three days before the season ended. Uh, well, then they waited till the season ended, did a little presser with uh, Farhan Zaidi, and he basically said that an important quality in the next manager was going to be that the manager needed to be an effective recruiter. And I think, mm. like, I, like we've been saying, the credibility that Melvin has around the league makes him, like, the Giants instantly have credibility, whereas I think Gabe Kapler was, like, a polarizing figure in a lot of ways, like you said. You could find people saying a lot of negative stuff about him, even on their way to 107 wins. Whereas with Melvin, like, if there's any criticism, it's like maybe he's, people might say he's like a, some, like, boring pick or something like that. It's not, yeah. you know. He's not he's, giving you no, you know, uh, uh, Ozzy Guillen level quotes. No. In the press conference, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think you, you don't necessarily want that. And then the Giants, they want more, like, stability and, like, normalcy, I think, because Kapler was just a Me little too. too far out there. Me on the extreme end, yes, we all do in this crazy world. But, <laughs> but um, um, yeah. So part of it that I've been reading about when you know from Dennis Lynn and from Andrew Baggerly in the Athletic is that uh, Bob Melvin he managed the Mariners way back in '03 and '04, mm -hmm. but he developed a close relationship with Ichiro, and mm -hmm. Ichiro uh, is like close with Shohei Otani. And also in San Diego, mm -hmm. Melvin had a good relationship, reportedly, you probably know more about this than I do, with uh, both Yu Darvish and Ha Sung Kim. And um, there's just a reputation there that, that he had, that he was, he developed close relationships with those players. And not only is Sho Shohei Otani a free agent, but you've also go over to Japan and look at Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who is the top pitcher in Japan and is 25 mm -hmm. years old. Farhan Zaidi was literally in Japan, the Giants president of baseball operations last Wednesday or something like watching Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And also their general manager, Pete Patella was in Korea watching Jung Hoo Lee, who was teammates with Ha Sung Kim. Um, mm -hmm. And he's mm -hmm. being posted this off season too. And so when you talk about recruiting and you talk about there's reports that I have read that are that these two players and plus Otani, you know, Shohei Yamamoto and 
Jung Hoo Lee, uh, and Melvin, I think like if, cause Darvish is known to kind of be like a sounding board for players yeah. coming over from Japan. Yeah. And also Blake Snell is a free agent and the giants are seeking high <laughs> profile, um, free agents and God, just do it. Just, just take, take everything from me. I'll take, just take Snell, everything I'll take from Snell. me. We'll take Soto next year. We'll take <laughs> Shohei. We'll take Yamamoto. And we'll take Jung Hoo Lee. And, and AJ <laughs> Preller will still be the GM somehow. That'll yeah, be the best part. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so I definitely, they certainly intend. I mean, because how can they possibly not intend to to do something this offseason? Because they tried last offseason, famously, like you said, like it blew up in their faces. Uh and then they didn't have a good year record-wise at the end of the day. They did for a lot of the year hold a playoff position, but they fell apart down down in the last couple months. Um, so they certainly intend to go out and try to re-energize the fans by making moves, but also just make the team better because they can't. Farhan Zaidi, the president of baseball operations, this is the last year of his contract coming up. So he mm-hmm. cannot afford... Unlike the Padres, like the Giants, I don't think will be just all will just have, you know, like patience for eternity with mm. Farhan Zaidi. Like they need to win. And so they need to get better, but they also need people to get more excited about the team because people are like bored with the team and they're irritated with the way they play in like an unorthodox way all the a lot of bullpen games and openers and platoons and and gabe kapler was like extreme far on that end of the spectrum and i think bob melvin and maybe you can speak to this a little bit is just kind of more maybe a balance and someone who can kind of read his players and kind of if if the players are unhappy like he cares about that and he might implement something a little bit differently uh, so that he's not, you know, the manager of a group of disgruntled players. And I'm not sure Kapler was able to really do that. And he mm-hmm. he wasn't a great communicator. Like, a lot of the things he said were just odd. Sometimes he criticized players, like, openly, which the you don't weird, see. Well, who was the pitcher that, like, looked like he was about to fight him on the mound? Oh, you know what Zach I'm talking Littell. about? Yeah. yeah, that was weird. It was, like, in August or whatever, and it... I was like, is it? Is he it was last. Swing? It was twenty twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> I was but, like, is he gonna swing on him? Like, it was. I know. So, so weird. And I then they like, like cut gonna... him like two days later. Yeah, they DFA'd him. Uh, but that was odd. The, yeah, I mean, he just never won over the fans, and I think his communication style, like, and he was replacing Bochi, who's like, yeah, it's almost an impossible task. But I think if anybody, like Melvin, is much closer to. Bochi as a style certainly mm-hmm. as like a presence than Cap mm-hmm. Kapler was like the polar opposite presence wise. Mm-hmm. You know, like his just the way he was in, in a yeah, room absolutely. and the way he spoke and all that. And um but Melvin has experience he's not just like old school, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, managing the A's, they're a little bit, you know, they were forward thinking or whatever but also he's got so i think melvin's a blend like can you just briefly tell me like yeah how was he as a manager i thought it was great and i think that the results speak for themselves now it's not as great of a 
a, a, a resume in terms of his time in the San Diego Padres organization, just because it was only two years. Um, so it's, it's almost better to look at like the whole thing with him. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a little hard just to go from my perspective. The only thing was a couple of questionable bullpen moves um, where you were like, why let's just bring in. But again, as I mentioned to you, sometimes there were just bad relievers. And I just think that there were moments when like, I mean, it just felt like no matter who he brought in outside Josh Hader, if it was a big spot, that guy would, it's like if a guy was pitching well, they'd be due and it would happen right there. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it would be like, no matter who he puts in, it's almost like doomed if you do doomed, if you don't. Um, and then, like I said, with Josh Hader, who won't go more than three outs and won't go on back to back days, despite the team literally still being alive for a playoff spot. So that was great. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's, I just think it's a smart hire. And I think it says a lot about their prospects. Personally, you were also already mentioning the players um, from Yamamoto to Lee um, to Otani, like I think that absolutely matters, and I think that to segue just really quickly to finish on my Padres point, I think that this means a lot for the Padres offseason. Um, I think that it means a lot on top of all the reports with their weird financial stuff, not just in you know how much are they losing because of the weird network deal stuff that happens with their provider. That's a little bit separate, but it still matters. And then the report that they're cutting on payroll, and you just let go of your manager. Um, that is now going to the Giants who are looking for someone who has recruiting abilities, it would tell me, and I'm not, I don't think that in theory this is the worst thing in the world, that the Padres probably aren't going to have that giant offseason again. They're probably not going to have a Xander Bogarts, which, frankly, I think is okay. You know why? Because you already have Xander Bogarts. You don't need to do another big splash. But in terms of, let's say, re-signing Juan Soto, I'm wondering if Juan Soto's like, his agent's like, hey, look, do you like this organization? Because if you don't, I guarantee you, like, you good enough, bro. Like, you're going to get paid everywhere. So don't worry about that. You're not some, like, random free agent that's hoping to latch on and stay in the confines of Petco or whatever because you like the left field wall or something like that. I don't know. But uh, I think it says a lot for their ability to retain Soto because I think players look at this. I think teams around the league are thrilled with the instability of the Padres. And I think players look at this. I really do. Now, don't get me wrong. If the Padres were to offer, like, an egregious amount, Soto would be like, hey, man. A bag is a bag. I don't care. I'll stay here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a nice he's city. like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a nice city. And hey, we'll be at least, we're 82 and 80. Like, you could convince a lot of people to do things with if you drop that much money. But like, if it's a tiebreaker sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, if, and we won't know this for sure unless we're like really plugged in. Like, if it's like, oh, X team offered 410 and Padres offered 430, maybe he might say, you know what? I want to go to the organization that knows what it's doing. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely think that this could have an impact. It's just right. not an impact that you can readily immediately see in your face like a flashing neon sign, right? Um, but I think it means a lot for both teams. And I wouldn't be surprised with anyone that the Giants pick up this offseason. I think that they could absolutely swing for it. I wouldn't sleep on the Mets with Otani just because I think – Steve Cohen is a sugar daddy, and I think he watched the World Baseball Classic, and he was just like, oh, my gosh. Imagine if I had that. Like, I just get, like, bajillions of fans, too, to get every day. So I could see that. But, yeah, I think this means a lot for both franchises. I thought that was a bug. Uh, both franchises, um, bad for the Padres, obviously, and I think tremendously good uh, for mm-hmm. the Giants. At least because, you know, Capu did win manager of the year, um, and they did have the 107-win season. Fluke or not, bottom line, I mean, I don't think it's a fluke to win that many games. You had to have done something right. Mm -hmm. It's a good sign. And if they were going to replace a guy like that, they made a good replacement. They didn't do what the Padres are doing, which is let's replace this really experienced guy that everyone loves with a 37-year-old who played with many battle ones. You know what I mean? Like that just seems to me like they have a plan 
Well, the Padres are like hoping that their one guy finally has a plan. So stay out, Jason. We shall see. I mean, it's it's fascinating, and I hope you know. I know and hope that it's not the last time we get into this because there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot more to discuss. And there's a lot more I could say, but I know we're we're out of time. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah, if everybody wants to go see the crazy with the Padres, the Dennis Lynn article from the Athletic, Ken Rosenthal, and Dennis Lynn's uh, combined joint feature mm-hmm. uh, that came out a few weeks ago about AJ Preller, Kevin AC, San Diego Tribune. I know my listeners sometimes hate him for sometimes inexplicable reasons, sometimes justified, but sometimes inexplicable. You could check out his article on that. You could check out the Athletic article from two years ago on AJ Preller and the 2021 collapse. Um, and until next time, everybody, when Blake Snell signs with the San Francisco Giants and Ben and I are joined uh, together for another crossover on that move, and I probably end up complaining and yelling again. Uh, ben, do you have any final things you'd like to plug for the people? As I usually say, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What I love say. when you do that. Last time you did it so clean, though. You like pause and just said no. And I said, all right, like that's it. <laughs> man a few words <laughs> go check out ben on twitter at ben caspic uh that's spelled k-a-s-p-i-c-k and me of course at javapeno j-a-v-i-i-p-e-n-o thank you everybody for listening and until next time stay safe and of course stay faithful my fire faithful homies take care and stay golden <laughs>